You're tuned into Inside Lowell, Inside Lowell podcast, brought to you in part by Washington Savings Bank, serving the greater Lowell community for over 130 years. Make the switch now to Washington Savings Bank. Reverie 73, Lowell's number one cannabis shop. Elevate your cannabis experience at Reverie 73. Hafners, heating and cooling homes and businesses for nearly a century. Hafners, it kicks. And by Boston North Company, restaurant and retail solutions for your business. That's Boston North. And now, time for another Inside Lowell podcast. Inside Lowell. If Lowell is your home, this is your place. Hello, and welcome to the Gratefully Yours Wine Podcast, coming to you from the beautiful downtown studios of InsideLowell.com. I'm Jim Campanini, and here is my co-host, the wine butler, the wine Mike butler. Pigeon. Uh-huh. Our producer is the station owner, Eddie Painos. He's sitting in the corner. The uh, the uh, He runs the great uh, Athenian Corner Restaurant in downtown Lowell. Stop, stop by and taste some excellent Greek wines, and the food is good, too. So, Mike, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty beautiful. Good. Yeah. The second week in a row, you made the right prediction on the Patriots. You said they were going to well, lose. I'm not I happy about Patriots. it. I no, gave I you an honest opinion, and I watch out for the Jets. If they yeah. don't win that one, forget it. Yeah, so I'm going to start calling you uh, Mikey the Greek uh, Pigeon. After Remember the Jimmy the Greek Snyder? He was the big uh, tout from Las Vegas. I don't you know? know enough to put one dollar on those no, games. So. But uh, you're pretty good. You're pretty good with the uh, those picks so far. I hope they straighten it out. I hope they straighten it out. I still don't see how they're going to beat you. Not through the air and not on the well, ground. Well, I'm still sticking with them. i got to get right uh, something right. Uh, I'm sticking with them to beat the Jets on the road this week. You good, know? good choice. Bye. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, okay. So, so um, you've been drinking any good wines lately? Oh, had a couple down in the pergola the other day. We had a great time. I brought that nice Nebbiolo, which was sharp and crisp, yeah. and you followed a suit with a Barolo, and a good day. A couple yes. of pizzas, and a good day to, way to spend two hours in the afternoon. Two old men sitting in the pergola drinking wine. Make My sure wife you're came young. home and said, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I said, we're enjoying life. La Bella Vita, right? Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I have my Bellagio Italia hat on. That's an island uh, uh, to the n- north of, uh, in the northern section of Lake Como. It's a beautiful, be- beautiful island. Uh, you can visit it. It's a, a hotel, waterfront, restaurants, a lot of historical sites on the on the island. You go right past George Clooney's estate, which he's now selling because he's upset with all the paparazzi and, and uh, 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 people taking the photographs and stuff. You can hardly see his place from the uh, the waterfront, but uh, it is uh, very impressive on Lake Coleman and, and stuff. But uh, I'm wearing the hat because today we're going to talk about some, uh, some one of the, the greatest of Italian wines from Tuscany, Brunello di Malfalcino. It's a DOCG wine, which means it's got the it's got the uh, strictest requirements for a producer to uh, to bring this wine to market. Meaning that they have to uh, craft it, age it. Everything has to be done according to the um, the uh, requirements for that appellation. And then there's a panel 
of uh, of Italian uh, uh, government officials and wine experts who have to um, uh, approve that wine, that vintage for release. It has to be consistent with the Brunello di Montalcino, okay, disciplinario, they call it, the, the discipline. All right, so the, the, the main thing why they put these requirements in there is to gain consistency with the wine. So it cannot change, you know, the taste of Brunello, the classic uh, and traditional style of making it and stuff like that. So uh, in, in most producers in bad vintages, when the weather is, does not... Um, does, does not uh, uh, cooperate, and uh, they declassify Brunello di Montalcino um, uh, rather than selling it to the public because it only hurt their reputation and dignity. So, and then on the other side, we have the Rosso di Montalcino, which is called the Baby Montalcino. Okay. Okay. So this is a DOC wine. It does not have the strict regulations. It has its own uh, 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 law that it has to follow to produce it, but it's a fresher, younger, uh, a lighter wine than the the uh, more complex Brunello. This they take to market earlier, okay, because the they're both Sangiovese wines, but as you can see, Brunello di Montalcino is required four years aging requirement, two years in oak barrels before it can be uh, put into then um, a bottle, bottle age for almost another two years before it's released to the public. So you can just imagine the, the, the winemaker, he's got to sit on that bottle for four years before he can receive any money for it. And that drives the expense up for the storage right. of those wines. That's right. So that's why it is more expensive. More expensive, but it doesn't mean it's... Right. Some right. people might like the younger one, as I do sometimes yes. with the Barolo de Nebbiolo. I like the younger one sometimes. It might, yeah, we'll see. But this represents the highest quality for the Sangiovese grape in this this small prestigious region of Tuscany, which is has higher elevations, allowing the, the clone of the Sangiovese for the Brunello to uh, really thrive in those hilly, you know, gets the sunny exposure and stuff. Now, the Rosso di Maltocino, since 1982, producers were allowed to put out, they, they set a law that they were able to put out a fresher, younger uh, a Maltocino to, to earn some revenue. Mm -hmm. It still had to go by its own standards. I mean, it had to be 100% Sangiovese. Both these wines are 100% Sangiovese. <laughs> the only thing being, so the Rosso di Maltocino, the baby Montalcino, there's no aging requirement. It can be released the September after the first harvest. So, so it ages for one year. Some, uh, some uh, producers actually uh, uh, age it in French oak, uh, you know, for a little, but, but it, there's no requirement for that. Or they might keep it in bottle for a few extra months. But it's usually between uh, uh, 12 months and uh, say 16 months uh, for aging, then they release it. So to show you the difference, the quality is still the quality is still there. But uh, with where this Poggio on the Brunello DOC, okay, 
uh, this uh, uh, Brunello. Uh, ninety-seven points. Yeah, that's a nine. That's one my uh, oh. private stash. Yeah, okay, ninety-seven points in two thousand sixteen. Oh, we'll have to open and, that um, today. Yeah. So, so this is like I said. It's it's a it's a little lighter. Uh, 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 it's got a, a, a more uh, ruby color in the glass. We'll pour a little. Uh, and it's fresher because naturally you age a wine. Well, it's not as ruby. That's a little, that's a little, this is the, two, this is the 2017. So this is the 2016 uh, Brunello. So remember when I said that, um, that it takes four years for this to hit the market. So I bought this in, in 2020 when it was released. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was in 2017. This was released in 2018. You know, the the, the first of the of the year. But you're always going to find, uh, you know, the the uh, the 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 the, um, uh, the Brunello di Maltalcino is always going to be four years behind the year you're in. So right now, the the 2019s are coming out in 2023. But that will last for like 20 years in the bar. This will last about 25, 30 years. Yeah. It's a, it's a long lived wine. Um, and, uh, so I, so I just wanted you to taste it, Mike. It's, you see that, uh, Brunello color in there. What do you think of the, what do you think of the, uh, aromatics? Mm. Hmm. What do you think? It's a hundred percent Sangiovese. It's shallow. Yeah. It hasn't got that complexity to it yet. I don't think, but it's, it's nice on the palate. Exactly. Because exactly. Very easy. So, so this is, um, much more complex, mm. uh, a big, um, a, a big, uh, almost like a sour cherry taste mm. with, uh, uh, the violets and, and, and it's, uh, uh, little herbs and, but, but tobacco, tar and everything. This, you can tell it's, you know, not complex. It's, it's, it's a simple, it's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's, a, it's a good grape. It's a good tasting one. It's, it's, it's a, it's a good grape. This bottle mm -hmm. sells for $23. Goodbye. Okay. Uh, a bottle, which is a pretty good price. Mm. The the uh, nice. uh, the suggested retail prices is around twenty seven, twenty seven bucks. Um, uh, this, so if you were to buy the new uh, two thousand and nineteen, which I saw in the same store as this, um, it would cost you seventy nine uh, eighty dollars, seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, now. I've got this Il Pogion, it's one of my favorite Brunellos, the producer, going back to 2010, which was a classic year. Great year. The other classic year was 2015. 15. The 16, as you can see, this was uh, rated 97 points by uh, most major wine critics and stuff. So when I bought this, this was close to $90 a bottle back then. Okay, and uh, my 2010s, which are sold out in the 15s, uh, uh, you know, I spent around $75 for those, but you can't find those. Yep. They're yep. probably worth double their price right now. Special occasion wines. Yes, yep. wine, wine search and stuff. Mm. And, and, you know, um, the, 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 the good thing about the Sangiovese uh, grape and these wines are it's, it's the highest, uh, um, it, it's the highest quality clone of the Brunello grape. 
uh, and it, it's great with food. These these wines uh, you you drink with food, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, from from a, um, uh, you know a pasta with a thick ragu sauce. You you gotta have some meat component to that mm-hmm. dish. The Italians, you know, these you have asobuco. You know, oh, yeah. right the veal chop, oh. veal chop oh. and stuff. Mm. Or uh, 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 granted, uh, this one is a little lighter, so you can have it with lighter pasta dishes and in meats. But if you're going to sit down, go out to an Italian restaurant and and order order a nice Brunello, you want a meat component to that plate. I mean, even with a a, a nice um, uh, antipasto, oh, bouillabaisse. Oh, yeah, it would be uh, it would be mm. uh, fantastic. Um, so, so, uh, now in reviewing this wine, look it up and do some research on it. I was, I was surprised that, um, uh, I mean, I mean what do you think of the, the taste of this wine? I, I like it a whole lot because I, some wines, I don't, I'm not that anxious to go back for that third and fourth sip, but this one I am. I, it leaves a nice taste, aftertaste in my mouth and nice. Very, and very wanna, dry. I don't pucker up dry, but no, I don't very, I've had very dry wines. Well, wow. It's yeah. like a lemon, but no, I, it's, it's dry, but. Uh, so why they aged the Brunello in, in uh, French barriques for so long is because when it, when it first, when it is first mm. crafted, it's very, very nice. tannic and you need, uh, uh, that's why it's long lived. It's got great acidity, which, which adds to its, uh, to its length. But th- those tannins have to soften. They yeah. become silky and elegant over time. So you wouldn't just go buy, even if you were to buy the 2019 uh, Brunello, uh, Brunello right now, which has been, you know, aged for four years, you'd still want to wait three or four years for, for before you even open that bottle. You know, you're better off looking for the, you know, the 16s, the 15s. Why does this phone keep uh, keep ringing? Uh, you want to look for uh, for uh, um, you know an older yeah. an older bottle, mm. you know, um, and that that's why don't let the don't let the vintage scare you when you see 2011, 2012 with a long lived wine like uh, you know Brunello. Oh. Mm. Even in America, the Cabernets, the California, the, the, the high quality Cabernets. I mean, you can keep those around 10, 15, 20 years in your cellar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So don't let the the year, uh, you know, dissuade you from buying uh, a Brunello de Maltacino. Same thing with a Barolo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So, but I, I get back to the the um, the knock on this wine, this, uh, this uh, Pugione. What is the knock? Well... The producer, Leonardo Franceschi, well-known uh, uh, top producer and stuff, he likes to make the classic traditional Brunello. Well, in this in this year, 2017, he was responding more to the changing palates in the world. People like their wine a little oakier, you know, and uh, mm. with those uh, little vanilla tastes, and yet... That's what producers of Brunello have resisted. That's why they like the classic tradition. They don't want to manipulate the grape. But he tried something different with this to make it a little more approachable for mass market. You know, some people like it. I mean, I like the wine, and I don't really detect that much oak or vanilla in it. Do you? No, no. So, so, but uh, wine critics who are supposed to be uh, a lot more astute than us and do this, uh, you know, for professional living. They said that they didn't like 
that little changeover that he added more oak and toast to it. He, he put it in, uh, uh, you know, new French oak barrels, which which give it that uh, that uh, oakiness taste. I really don't detect it because... Well, that's only this vintner did it. Couldn't they go to another producer oh, yeah, and yeah. have it? It's just like when you go out to eat. One person might like spice on the food, the mm. other one didn't. So you, you know, you go where you, they, you like it. So I would think that you could get the same things on Javasi, but uh, from a different producer and you wouldn't have that over oaked. Yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, like I said, uh, for, for $23, I find this. I like it. I like you it. know, for uh, yep. for those people who want to spend $80 for Brunello, Brunello it's, it's it's very good. I it would like be it. Good. I like it. It would be a, a good wine. But that is the um, that is the tension that's going on in the Brunello zone. You've got some of these these um, these world-renowned uh, um, uh, producers who 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 uh, you know adhere to all the customs and, and traditions and stuff, and then you get a you know people who want to experiment and mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. That's what makes the the world of wine uh, so so great and incredible, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's what everybody's palate, you know, everybody's got a different palate. What mm-hmm. you like, so uh, you can certainly. Um, Go to go to uh, if you really want to do an experiment, you know, get a couple of bottles of Rosso di Maltolcino from different um, uh, producers. Get the same year, mm. you know, the same vintage, and uh, and try them with friends. Get some aged cheeses, uh, maybe an antipasto and stuff. Some nice, uh, good uh, uh, bread, and uh, and try it for Ooh, yourselves. Making me hungry, and I just had breakfast. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Br- Brunello, uh, it remains one of my uh, my favorite grapes. Mm. Uh, it's got an off color red look to it, almost like that. Yeah, it's almost like a brownish. brownish. Yes, that's what like the, the Barolo. Well, Brunello I means little brown. Oh, okay. So, uh, so yeah, it does have that brownish tint, and as it goes, gets older. Okay, if we poured this in the bottle, uh, in a glass, you'd see that there's a little—they call it bricking—on uh, the edge. Um, you'd probably see it more in the the older, uh, the the older um, um, Brunellos in my wine cellar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those dating back to two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two. And uh, but yeah, around the meniscus, this is called the meniscus. Um, you, you see it that brown tint. We'll it call doesn't... it our little brown nose of wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you can. Uh, this is uh, this is available now. The Rosso di Maltocino. It's a great. Um, it's a great uh, dinner wine, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. especially like I said with meat and food. So they both would be. Yeah. 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 So, um, all right. Any. Um, no. Anything to add, Mike? You oh, to always add nice to share another glass with you. Oh, yeah. Notice how mine empties before you. Well, um, <laughs> now, the other thing that's, uh, this has been a great vintage, great year uh, for Chianti Classico. And, you know, the summer is winding down. A lot of these new reds are coming overseas and coming into the market. The Cabernets from California and and stuff, you know, they 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 they're uh, they'll be releasing those and you know and and um, uh, in the next couple of months and stuff. So it's it's a it's a time to start thinking about red grape, good wines for winter. So next next week, I want to look at uh, the Chianti Classico, which has been rated uh, a classic vintage, one of the best in the last decade. And there are some great buys out there. 
I remember when you used to do the column for the Lowell Sun and the Boston Herald, it was always exciting in the fall because you'd voice your, the strong reds coming up, and it always oh, yeah. made my appetite go a little more. The good reds with good food in the wig. That's what's good about winter months here. And the other thing about the Chianti Classico, it's made from the same Sangiovese grape. The clone, though, is a bit different, which we can go into that. And it, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's not as aged as long as the Brunello di Montalcino, but it still has a uh, an 18 to 24 month uh, aging requirement. Mm-hmm. And a good Chianti is just as silky, uh, uh, generous, and, and beautiful. And mm-hmm. uh, some people prefer it. You know, so we'll talk a little about that and, and pick out some great buys for you that I've seen in, in the last uh, couple of weeks. And you can get them locally. So that's the big thing. You can get them locally. So your prediction on this week's game. Well, last time we talked about it, they had Aaron Rodgers, the Jets. You got Jets, um, yep. uh, The quarterback they have now is so questionable. Um, but uh, it's going to be a... a each team needs this win. Flip a coin, I think. Uh, she's maybe the Patriots by four, five. Okay, really? But Good. but, uh, but it, if they lose, doesn't surprise me because I picked them to win four games. This would be the one of the games that they, they would, would win, okay. even within it, Aaron Rodgers. But uh, right. each team has its doubts now about itself. I I'd still pick the Patriots by four points. Okay. Well, if the Patriots win. I think I'll share this bottle of wine with you, the Pojon. We'll I think they'll open defense. their own bottle, too, if they okay. win. And and, uh, and in closing, I want to uh, salute uh, my wife, the wine goddess, Mary Lee. 32 years. will be uh, celebrating our 32nd anniversary. Wonderful. Uh, this week, although she likes to tell me that, uh, well, I've known you for 35 years. I said, well, it feels like you know, 50. Yeah, I yeah, know. Feels like, <laughs> but anyway, here's to the wine goddess. I can't toast with an empty glass. It's bad oh, luck. Oh, Open oh, the Brunello with the 90s. Oh, no, we're what not is... doing that one right now. The wine butler doesn't so, get that one, Teddy. Well, here we go. Until the next show. James. Thank you. Happy anniversary. May the Mottolcino be with you. <laughs>